This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we discuss black humanity in film with our reviews on Moonlight, Atlanta, Insecure, and Surviving Compton. Dr. Dre, sleep with one eye open. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. I was just I was just gonna hit us with the "Are you ready?" and then I thought it's cool. Hi guys, hello. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Uh, we're two womanist race, race nerds, nerds talking shit, shit over, over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is, is Tea, tea with, with Queen and Jay. What's up, yo? Nothing. This episode is our spot of tea. Yeah, what's so a spot of tea? So this is a smaller dose of our usual episodes That's where we right. kind of just um. I don't know, talking over tea. Yeah, we kind of, we wanted to, this used to be a bi-weekly podcast for our new listeners, and we wanted to get it in weekly, and since we do everything ourselves uh, on the off weeks, we wanted to just kind of come in and chill, and uh, yeah, so if it seems like it's no format, it's because it's no format. The format is that we freestyle, and we just talk, rather than <laughs> rather than doing our segments, because we have to do less edits, and blah, 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 right. da, 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 da. so this is a way for us to get to you in quick doses. And I like and it. And we can still live our lives. Because this is a lot of work for live us. Live our fucking lives, you know? Um, while we're living our lives and you guys are listening to it, you can follow the conversation by using the hashtag T with QJ. Yes, love the hashtag. Lots of people yes. using it. Yes. I'm, I'm, I peep. It's been really good. We follow the hashtag. We actually look through the hashtag yes yes so. yes and we love using the ha- i mean you can add us as well but we definitely prefer the hashtag because we can then follow the conversation we can look back on it yeah. we can anybody people who are new to the podcast and listening to older podcasts can go to the hashtag and look it's at some so of the good. dialogue that's yes. happened um and it doesn't fire up our mentions yo so yeah. thank you guys for everybody who's been using the hashtag and communicating with us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and yada 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 yo. And guess what? What? If you love this podcast. What? If you want this podcast to grow. People want it? Yes, they do. The people want it. And then what happens? If you if you want to support the growth of this podcast, we also have a donation link. We do have a donation um, link. If you go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. Yes. There's a donation button. You That's press right. that and you can donate whatever you want to the show. That's or right. you can use the PayPal me link. Which is PayPal me, paypal.me slash T with QJ. Mm-hmm. And you know, donate to the progress of this show. That's right. We don't drink away the money, we use it to do pay buy, for studio. We do buy tea. But <laughs> yeah, we buy tea. Yeah, but it is to pay for studio time when we do our full episodes at Bonfire Radio, Radio Studios. Yes. So. yes. Oh, and for what? our new listeners, for what? our spotted tea, we do them our old school way, which is in Jay's house. Oh, that's right. And sometimes you hear Hennessy, tea that is Jay's H-Q. dog. Sometimes you hear Hennessy, sometimes you don't. It depends. She likes to it turn up. how she's feeling. Right now, she's quiet. Yeah. When we get into a nice, like, quiet mood and start talking real serious, then she'll hop up and demand a snack, or she'll jump yes. into one of our laps or something like so that. So she's kind of, she's the third co-host yes. of this shebang. That's good housekeeping. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. up with you? Besides general podcast housekeeping stuff. Um, nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm still living off of the high of our last episode, mm-hmm. which was really, really dope. We had an amazing sister circle kind of situation. Um, 
at the studio, Bad Dominicana, Sahara. Wait, what? What kind of tea are we drinking? What kind? Of, oh, I'm having chamomile. What are you having? I'm having chamomile also. Oh, good. I'm having chamomile because it's, it's it's menstrual time, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it calms. We didn't have mint tea, so I just said chamomile. That's true. Chamomile is good. It's so good if you're trying to. It's supposed to relax you and shit. I don't know what's in it. Then I guess it's the chamomile. I don't, chamomile. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I'll restock. I'll restock on my peppermint. That that has to happen. Um. Yes. I'm having chamomile. I usually don't drink it when we're recording because I'll be trying to stay awake. But it's not gonna work that fast. It's not gonna like no, make me that calm. Not I'm co- not gonna like. Pass. It's not cocaine. <laughs> it's not Molly's. It's fucking tea. <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, but anyway, what I was saying yes. was I'm still living off of the high of our Bad Dominicana episode, uh, AKA Zahira Kelly, Zahira, right? Why do I fuck that up so regularly? I was calling her Yahira, Zahira. Okay. So. Anyway, Bad Dominicana came through. We had an amazing time, an amazing interview. TK was at the engineering booth. Um, I was going to say on the ones and twos again, but we established that that makes no sense and that's not what that is. I was, was, why can't there be a booth? Why can't there, no, that she's at the boards. Yeah, she'd be at the the boards. boards. TK was engineering the episode. She chimed in lots of times. That's the point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. It was fun. My point is... Get your audio talk together. I had... Right, right. I had a fucking blast. We had a good time. We talked mad shit. Um, and people enjoyed it. We talked a lot about intersectionality and what it's being... What is Afro-Latinx and womanism versus white feminism and all kind of shit or whatever. So I really appreciated... Yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed um, it. Yeah, I really appreciated Bad Dominicana coming and spending some time with us. Um... And so you can listen to that last episode. It was actually such a jam-packed episode that there was a good chunk of it. That we, that, yeah, we, we edited t- out for time. Right, 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 right. And we're going to give it to you yes, this episode. Yes, we're going to include that in this episode. And it includes some, we had some questions for um, some of our white women listeners. Yes. And um, we, in a previous episode. Yes. And we got a response to that. Um, and we let you hear the response. Yes. So yeah, just stay tuned for... The part two of the Zahira Bad Dominicana interview later in yes. the show. Yes, 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 yes. So, so why are we here now? Oh my gosh, we're here now because we wanted to talk shit about some film and television that we have been feeling, feeling. really hard, yo. Hard body. We got to see hard. That's funny. We got <laughs> to see. Um, we got to see Moonlight. Yes. Early. We went to a screening when last Monday. Yes, about a week ago. Yeah, got to see that. Yep, yes. Yep, 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 yep. And I really enjoyed it. I, I knew it. I was going to enjoy it, but I, I was interested in seeing it because I seen something on I seen an ad on Facebook, mm-hmm. watched the trailer, yelled at some people in the comments because they was talking about um, making black men gay and effeminate and all of that dumb mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. So I yelled at people. So in my mind, it was like, this movie has to be good because I'm yelling at people and shit. Right. I would have yelled at them anyway. Right, of course. But yelling at people, talking about this gay agenda shit is stupid. The gay agenda. Shut the fuck up. The mysterious gay, gay agenda. Gay people can still reproduce. Right. So how is that diminishing the black race? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. motherfuckers can still reproduce. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fuck? Um, so I was really eager to see this movie. Right. Um, and I enjoyed it. 
It was amazing. I didn't know anything about it before I saw it, except <laughs> that homie from, uh, what is that? The Cards. House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And the guy who plays Cottonmouth, I think that's his name, mm-hmm. in Luke Cage or yeah. whatever. I knew he was in it, and I knew there was an image of him baptizing a little boy in the water. That's how it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I will see that. He was actually that's the guy like teaching him to swim. He's baptizing that little boy. I they go, were swimming. I go see that. There's a boy in the, oh, he's holding a boy tenderly in the water. I go see that shit. That so looks good. Basically, the um premise of the story is uh, is a young boy growing up in Liberty City, which is you know in Miami, Miami, Florida, um, and he's a black man in the hood, or what people would call the, some people call the inner city. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though it's on the coast by the water right. it's not inside anything right. but you know whatever mm-hmm. um, and he's gay or um, as a child he are we, is... are we spoiling the movie no right I'm just now? saying I'm not telling the whole movie that's not really in the that's a spoiler no it's not when you look at the trailer you can tell that he's gay I seen the trailer before I seen the thing and I was yelling at people about gayness in the trailer it says that that particular that the boy is you gay, can tell because you see or you can tell that somebody in the movie is gay the boy oh, okay all right i didn't know i told you i didn't watch the trailer it's, i asked is, that's why i said is it a spoiler yeah and i said certain? no it's not you said yes it is oh, it yeah like yeah so right. yeah okay i'll take it back so we're like following his life as he goes through um questioning his sexuality mm-hmm. accepting his sexuality while living in um, environments that aren't so conducive to being his who you sexuality, are. right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, great. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It's a coming of age story. Yes. It doesn't. It doesn't. A lot of times in a lot of the movies that have featured uh, gay male characters and gay black male characters, I feel like it's always. From what I've seen, has been a lot of focus on the secrecy of it, a lot of focus on the uh, possible down low aspects of, it, of yeah. black male homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, someone at some point has to get raped, I yep. feel like. Um, there's got to be some fucking black misery, even though this movie like explored like hardship and sadness and shit like that. I didn't feel... Like, like, it was connected to his blackness. It was more well, so right. connected to his environment. Kind of, kind of. But I didn't I didn't get that feeling that this movie was hell-bent on dragging me through some sort of fucking black misery mm-hmm. because these are black people and yeah. you got, everybody's got to be fucking miserable in order for them to there to be some well, fucking of course. triumph at the That's end or whatever. Right, so I didn't feel like that at all. So, exactly. So, Hennessy, please stop it. Please. Okay? Relax. Um, so I love that it was just a large focus on this kid coming of age. Um, and it was incredibly relatable. Mm -hmm. I felt like it could have been, it could have been any person to an extent, any growing teen or kid or whatever, any adolescent, (laughs) that's funny, any adolescent, um, experiencing Shit, I'm Wait, sorry. Wait, hold on. Hennessy is doing too much. She, now right she's now. on the table. This is. I told her to chill. You know you, what? You had a heart and you picked her up, and now she's she's uh trying to take over. You was just quiet. She always turns out when we start recording. Yeah. This is why yeah. I had to introduce her. Yeah. No, she's a mess. Um. But anyway, it felt very 
relatable. Like these could have been straight characters. These could have been women. These could, I mean, there were things about it that I felt like were very specifically, um, uh, would be the experience of someone who was black, male, and gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there and were what elements. They would describe as what people would say was masculine, also, like a masculine man. Like for that's me, that's not what I was gonna say. Okay. But that's an, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing too. Um, no, I was gonna say that. My point is that it's mad relatable. There are things that are specific, I think, to the black gay male experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't so encumbered by whatever all of those things are like it was very to me like so many of those moments it could have been me you know what i'm saying yeah yes yes because in all honesty when it comes to intimacy and love and all of these things Mm -hmm. it's not about i guess the sexuality or the gender of the people doing it it's just about that feeling or the realness of it or the connectivity of one person with another like regardless of sexuality and gender mm-hmm. but for some reason people can't grasp yeah like they're like they like each other <laughs> like, i think it has to do though with humanity and like who, what we always talk about is like who we recognize and acknowledge as human yeah and i think that so often um homosexuals are not acknowledged as human um and i think especially black gay men their humanity, I feel like, on the spectrum of um, non-straight individuals and how they're treated and how their re- people are respected based on sexuality, I feel like they're pretty low on that yeah, pole. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was good to see intimacy. They're usually, like, scandal. Like, they're right. usually, like, a salacious thing Mm -hmm. to like oh you know whatever you don't see intimacy for me that's what it was like i didn't even i didn't have to see any sex Mm -hmm. but just seeing that connection between those the men was just like whoa it was like enough for me like yeah 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 yeah. it was pretty it was pretty amazing yes it was pretty amazing it's really well done um and i like that it does not reward I think sometimes people watch movies featuring gay characters um, in kind of like a voyeuristic kind of like peering into this world that I don't know about kind of thing, Mm -hmm. as opposed to really taking in a story about like humans living their life. And so I kind of like that there was no moment where it's like, oh, they're, you know, they're having this crazy sex scene or this is happening or, ooh, gay sex. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciated that the shocker was, oh, wow, look at this demonstration of intimacy on camera, which I think is challenging for um, actors portraying straight couples. I think it's hard to get intimacy across on film sometimes. Especially when we live in a day and age where everything is about being provocative and and all of that shit. They're not even really thinking about intimacy Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah Mm -hmm. as much. So Mm -hmm. to see that... And also, because we said this on the show before, we mentioned, like, maybe, like, in, um, what's the show? How to Get Away with Murder. How mm-hmm. you mentioned how 
every time there's like a gay mm-hmm. situation, it's always about right being the a, scandal, the scandal of it, of right. it the drama she of was, it all. Like when she was younger and messy, and, and you know, yeah. air quotes or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. then they had their gay moments, right, right, rather right, than right. actually being less like this real thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so I pre I appreciated that it wasn't like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, it wasn't a yeah, lot of that. You know what I mean? It wasn't a lot of it was very very sweet. Even even the um, family relationships, family dynamics, I thought were was a lot of tender moments in mm-hmm. that. So yeah, so I just really appreciated seeing once again black folks on camera on film on the big screen being portrayed as human people. Yes, um, which is really rare, y'all. So go see Moonlight. Moonlight. It's 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 good. Go see it's a really and good movie. and. What you mentioned briefly, masculinity and being able to see different types of masculinity and yeah. different, um, yeah, just different forms of man, different types yeah, of men. Exactly. Because I remember um, we spoke about this one time, not on the show, but remember how Fifty Cent was like something about Empire, and he was like, they don't, it's only popular because of gay people or something with gayness. I something can't remember something okay. stupid. He says stupid things, right, all the time. And um, he did make a point where he said that we have had gay men in black TV shows like The Wire or he said another show I can't remember, but the gay characters are like hard or like hood Mm -hmm. or whatever, but Mm -hmm. no one talks about those characters Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I did agree with him with that point. How come they're always paying attention or... Um, speak more about representation of black gay men when they talk about black gay men who tend to be on the scale of bad choice of words because I don't uh, on the scale of like I guess who are more flamboyant mm-hmm. or more uh, I guess feminine or whatever um, and he's, he's his point was that there are black gay men in things but because they're I guess hood or whatever they mm-hmm. don't get talked about whatever mm-hmm. so I do I, that's like one point of 50 cents ever that right. I agreed with but um, within this movie, I got to see that, but then more, because in a while, it was just sex. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a relationship, or it wasn't like intimacy, or it wasn't like men liking each other. No, no, there was was there was there intimacy in the wire. Well, I only watched the first season, and all I was seeing oh. was when him and that guy were like, fuck all the time. Okay. But it wasn't talked about in a way it was just... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no one talks about... The Wire is the series that is talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to black men, masculine men, mm-hmm. and sexuality, mm-hmm. or being gay, they, don't, they never talk about that. Right. They never mention that. Right. And if, if there was intimacy in it, like you're saying, mm-hmm. that's something that is overlooked over and over and yeah, over Yeah, and it wasn't... It wasn't... And it's possible, because I watched that a very long time ago, it's possible that the intimacy that I was seeing was just more than I had seen before. Uh-huh. Um, and it's also possible that just those were, like, fleeting moments. I don't know that they necessarily spent any large amount of time showing necessarily the intimacy in that relationship mm-hmm. but I did but I did see it it was clear I think that um they loved each other you know yeah that yeah but not like in this movie no not at, not at all like in this movie yeah no, that's no, no, like no. what I'm yeah. saying but mm-hmm. the, even if you had this intimacy thing there no one ever speaks about that representation ever right when it comes to black men and sexuality mm-hmm. in film or TV like mm-hmm. they never mention those characters, which is fucking crazy, mm-hmm. because that is equally that's as equally as important as 
I don't know, I guess any other black gay character who may have been flamboyant and maybe you speak about more. Um, well, I don't TV understand what you're saying. I was talking about the point 50 Cent made. Okay. Yeah. And that the only part of it, his point that I agreed with was that... What was the other part, though? What did he say? I said that already. You said you said he mentioned... You said he talked about the gay... There have been gay characters in other things outside of Empire. Mm-hmm. But... Because people more... are saying that Empire is like, wow, they're 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 oh, doing they're this breaking thing. they're the breaking mold, mold and right. doing all of these okay. things, blah blah blah. Got and it's it. like, no, this Got this is it. this existed. This right. this existed before. Okay. But no one was talking about mm-hmm. it. But because maybe this gay character is like this. Mm-hmm. That was his point. I don't agree with him with that mm-hmm. part. But though the characters have exist and no one talks about those characters in the wire in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. They were there. Mm-hmm. Like long before Empire. Mm-hmm. So that point was what I agreed with. Mm-hmm. But this movie to me goes further, I guess. Because, yeah. you know, the intimacy involved and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 No, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. And I think that everybody should go see it. Yeah? Yep. I, I agree. I would like it. I, I agree. Like it a lot. Um, what else are you watching that you like? Since we're here. I am really into Insecure mm-hmm. on HBO. I like Insecure a lot. With Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it honestly because I miss seeing black women friendships on TV. Right. Um, I feel like with Scandal or with How to Get Away with Murder. What else do I watch? I can't think of anything else. Mm-hmm. But none of them have like black girlfriends. They never have a black friend. And... Um, I even remember thinking that, like, yo, Olivia needs some black friends. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't get to see the moments that I can relate to that mm-hmm. I've had in my life. Or, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, we had girlfriends, and mm-hmm. then we didn't have anything. Right. Forever. Girlfriends, a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, so I like seeing that. Mm-hmm. And then I like seeing, like, the little the little nuances of, like, just seeing office politics when you're, like, maybe the only black person in the workplace. Right. Like, all of that the stuff like that. I don't know. I just really enjoy it. And it's mm-hmm. fucking funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. No, it's great. I love it. I love that there's a larger, wider representation of black women on TV. I love, for anybody who watched um, Awkward Black Girl when it was on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's, pro- it's still on there if yeah. you guys want to refer back if you haven't seen it. Um, but I always loved Awkward Black Girl, but I had some issue with the way that I felt like in the show, she was Awkward Black Girl and she was presenting, um, presenting an image of black women that had not been presented before and she was being herself and showing that not all black women are this way that we've been portrayed before, whatever. But it, it, I always find, found it kind of weird that everyone that she did connect with on mm-hmm. that show was, uh, was a non-black person. Yeah. So I felt like there were no other black people um, that she connected with, that she related to, yeah. that she liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. There was a black guy that she dated or whatever, but he was kind of in and out and wasn't really like a, like a thing thing. Um, what about the guy she fucked from work? No, I wasn't oh, okay. even talking I was about like, him. I was about I wasn't to say, even that's not about, dating. No, no. There was a moment where she was like, it was between two, I think, Jays or whatever. Yeah, I remember, One was black, one was white or whatever. Yeah, um, I remember that. But I felt like in, in her, in Issa Rae's initial depiction in Awkward Black Girl of an awkward black girl that so many black women could relate to, mm-hmm. that she was also kind of in that story trying to say, 
I am an awkward black girl and I'm probably the only one and most black people are not like this and perhaps most black people are the stereotype and I'm, I'm just so one. different yeah. and I'm just so special and I'm just so weird. Um, and if you listen to this show, you know, we do not like the special blacks. I don't like or the blacks who think they're special and we the only you're like. You're not fucking special. You're, you're not. just the only black person that you know. Exactly. You're not, you're you're not a special black it. person. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I found that to be a little bit off putting. Uh-huh. Um, and I think she's kind of, she said this in an interview or two before where she kind of talked about how she didn't realize how common her experience was that perhaps she thought she was more awkward than she was or uh-huh. whatever and that's cool i get growth and all that stuff yeah. or whatever but at the time i was like oh you like fucking think that you're other or whatever yeah. right so this is like fucking weird but whatever um so i like that in this show she is clearly connected to a larger population of black folks yeah. and shows a wider variety of different types of black motherfuckers exactly. you know what i'm saying her home girl is black a boyfriend is black. There are, um, you know, different black people. The other black girl who this one is working with is like all different types yeah, of yeah. people. Um, and I really like that. Yeah, I'm into. I'm cool. into it. Mm-hmm. I find it very funny, mm-hmm. and I wanted to keep going. Mm-hmm. I do like when you say the the. Um, I don't like how they still kind of market it that way though. Like if you hear some of the ads for awkward black yeah. girl, it's like. It's kind if, of if she's not really the strong kind black of woman. She's and it's just like shut up. We it's don't kind of vomit. Like we know that it kind of does. It kind of does the same thing yeah, as what I was saying yeah. that the original series did. Yeah. That instead of saying, "I am not the stereotype," right? I feel like a lot of the commercials that were like the the audio ones. I'll say yes, from like that's podcasts all I've heard, and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Those commercials that I've heard and like the old series and a lot of. A lot of other things, a lot of black folks actually fall into the trap of instead of saying, I am not the stereotype that white supremacy says that I am, yeah. they say, I am not the stereotype like all the other black folks are. Yep. I'm exactly. a different kind of person. I'm breaking the mold. I'm like, there are others of us aside from the millions that are this stereotype. Yeah. And I'm gonna I am this show is about me being and this was I guess whatever these podcasts were sent to say in the audio yeah, whatever, sure but were. you know, she's not the strong girl. Like you see on other it shows or like, like it just, it didn't feel enough. Like we were acknowledging that black women have been stereotyped. It felt more like we're saying so many other black women are just strong and that's and what they, they are. Yeah. Except for these girls. One, yeah. Which these is, girls are different. Which is backwards. We didn't right. create that stereotype. Right. That's what they did. Right. So for you to present it in that way, it just makes it seem as if that was actually and, true. And and also more not talking to me. I didn't feel like they were talking they to They weren't talking to me women. at all. Right. They I weren't felt talking like to me. They were talking, they were talking to, to, to non-black people. Right. Right. That's what they were talking like, to. Like surprise. These aren't the Chuck and Jiving, sassy, fighting, yeah. angry black women that you know. These are some other black women. Yeah. So. And I just, I don't know. I felt like that could have just been marketed a little bit different. I think that when, that's the, I think that's probably the issue. Like when you try to market, when you purposely, I guess, try to market to cross over. Okay. The stupid language like that comes out. Like yeah. if you just a black and you create shit and you just create and it's just like, hey, maybe they watch it, maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. Then stuff isn't marketed that way. Right. Like blackish wasn't marketed that way. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm sure, I don't, well, I don't know. I was way too young, but I don't know how the Cosby show was marketed, but that was different from what was happening mm-hmm. with black people on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, previously I'm sure they weren't like, where are the uppities? Yeah. Or, you know, like where, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think that language was used. I don't know. I'm like way too young to mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. like, f- like why say that? Yeah. No need for that. I don't know. I think that. I think that we need to be more mindful, kind of what we said last week when we used a different topic, but we were talking about uh, when you, anytime you're worried about how your actions are going to affect what white people do, stop. just stop it, yo. You're, you're fucking yeah, off just, target, yeah, yo. Yeah, you stop. You're off the mark. Stop. Do Bring not worry about what the fuck white people are going to do. Yes. You don't. Can, you know what show that doesn't give a don't. care about what white people were going to do? What? And how they was going to perceive what? it? What? Atlanta. They didn't have. I didn't hear any podcast commercials. I didn't hear any podcast commercials. But their commercials. You're right. Their commercials. Yeah, there was no. You just. I didn't feel that. Yeah, they did. They voted for us. Mm -hmm. And if they. And if white people happen to watch, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it was just like this is the show is Atlanta. Right. We know who we are. not targeting, but we know the story we are going to tell. Mm-hmm. And whoever comes, comes type mm-hmm. of thing is what it seems like to me. Because I've only seen um, visual ads. Actually, I did see some like video ads when we were at Afropunk. Mm-hmm. But it was um, hip-hop kind of songs. And you just seen them like clips moving around. Right, 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 right. Like there was no clear... Um, I guess because I didn't hear, like, get a mm-hmm. audio of explaining the show. You know what I wonder, though? Because even with the peaches, I didn't know what the fuck they was... Like, they were just standing right, there with peaches. Right, 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 right. So I have to what were you, like, what were you, um... I don't know, I feel like they're... I think, though, I wonder if... Because, see, white people love Donald Glover, yo. Mm-hmm. They fucking love him. So I wonder if because... Uh, larger white audiences are, or were maybe more unfamiliar with Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why they felt like they had to cater to white folks so much. I feel like it because it was an HBO show, and HBO is like taking a risk mm-hmm. with all these black people. Like, right. when have they done that? Besides, uh, The Wire was HBO. Yeah, but it wasn't but that created was, by. That, right. It wasn't even created by a black. And that person. was standard issue. Like we like to see black people oh, on drugs. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. Gangster you know? shit. But yeah. this is different. It's right. like the gaze is different because mm-hmm. you actually just. Well, people on The Wire, people live G-A-Z- like that also. G A Z E. Yeah, G A Z E, and it's it's different. The mm-hmm. gaze is different, and. It's kind of like just regular everyday living. Mm-hmm. And who wants us, who, as far as networks are concerned, who wants to I didn't turn on my TV <laughs> to watch a bunch of niggas live everyday human life. That's not what I come, I come here to relax. I want to see black folks in the boxes we put them in. I want to see... Institutional exactly. mass so I feel incarceration. Like that was HBO. I want to see new slaves. I don't want to see everyday living. I feel like that was HBO. I feel like the way that th- those things that we heard that we mentioned here about how um, the the audio that we heard to advertise right. for the show was probably how she pitched it so they can get it because mm-hmm. they don't know us. Mm-hmm. So maybe for them, they need to know, hey, we're not all like that. Mm-hmm. Some of us are just like this regular, awkward 
people because right. you know whatever and they're like oh, okay we get it yeah. and then they wrote it down again to yeah. s- explain to people two lone black girls Which, in a world of angry black <laughs> women break the mold and try to live regular life unlike was, any other this black is what lets me know that their um pr or whoever sent that shit out mm-hmm. is kind of slow because mm-hmm. i heard those on black podcasts i listen to bruh why would you do that if why mcdonald's do hasn't that, sense yo? enough to make a white mcdonald's commercial and a black mcdonald's commercial Hello. y'all couldn't make different ones make that one for those other publications or other things and no. then give us a different one no. you couldn't do that mm-mm that's what that now I'm annoyed again because you yeah. couldn't even do that. Nah, you didn't even care who you were talking to. You just send the whole thing out, send it to all nah. of them. Like, no, yeah. well, I don't know. There you have it. Atlanta's dope, though. No, Atlanta's great. I love it, and uh, I love Donald Glover's little squeaky looking face. He has a face that looks like a sound, he has a squeaky looking face. <laughs> He doesn't make that sound, but he just has a squeaky looking face. Okay. He always looks concerned and a little dis- perturbed. He always looks puzzled. And disturbed and puzzled uh-huh. and squinty. Yeah, he's very squinty. Yeah. It's hot, he's yo. He's very squinty. It's cute. I would do it. Has- I enjoyed You would do him? Yeah, I would totally do Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I would, I would, I have to Google how tall he is. I feel like we're like the same height or he's shorter. He's shorter than you, I feel. I would, I think I would still do I it. I wouldn't do him. Really? Tell mm-hmm. me, why not? I feel like I would scare him anyway. You totally scare the shit out of him. <laughs> no, no. We but don't I even know for sure whether Donald dates black girls. <laughs> you think he's gonna date you? No, no. I would scare no, him. No. He would be a too much titty, too much talky, too much, too much, too much. Nope. Uh, no, he would be attracted to me because I've had those type of black men attracted to me. Oh, he'd be to totally me, attracted to me. But you. it's like they fetishize he, me. I was just like, about to say he would life. fucking exoticize yeah, you, Yeah, he'd just fetishize me. You would, be, you would be his Keisha, yo. Yeah, like, you oh my God, Keisha. I finally get to get a Tamisha. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. on that type of mm-hmm. situation. He'd ask you how many tattoos you have. He'd ask you what the next color of your hair was going to be. All that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Did I tell you that happened to me? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I had yeah. it saved. I'll talk about it. Yeah, you told day, me about that. Yeah. Yeah, they're always disappointed, and I'm like, I don't have tattoos. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. Not all girls from the Bronx have tattoos. Nope. Buddy. Nope. Yeah, but nope. I really I enjoy ATL. You said something about um, how your friend said that in ATL, the black women have a backstory or something like that. Go further. Oh, oh. I don't know how I don't know how much I have to offer here, but um You can delete it if it's nothing. Yeah, somebody was saying that they think that ATL takes the stereotype of the angry black woman. I don't even know if this person used the term stereotype. But the angry black woman character from all the nineties, um, the fi- black films that came out in the nineties. Mm-hmm. ATL takes that character several steps forward and kind of breaks down the backstory of, okay, well, why is she so angry? Why mm-hmm. is she so irritable? Why is she yada, 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 yada? Uh, which I totally agree with, except the way this person presented it to me, it kind of presented it to me as if, um, as if those images and portrayals of black women, of angry black women in the 90s, and I was talking to yeah, another being, black woman, yeah, and so it made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. What? Because I'm wondering, 
Um, like, let me just finish the story yeah. for the listener. Uh, she was, she said it to me as if she was discovering that maybe they weren't really just angry, bitter black women. And I feel like... As if the, it was new to her then. Right. As if she was another, like an, an other. Uh-huh. She was a special kind of black woman and she was watching what she thought was the majority of black women. And now ATL explains that extra layer that she was unfamiliar with. I was like, wait, are you telling me that you did not know that those 90s women were not... Like, but this authentic. is what this is what has me wondering because okay. like on what films did she see these in quotation angry black move angry black women because the angry black women in black movies you usually had a story like there was a story I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that in Boys in the Hood wasn't um wasn't that dude's mom the football player. The one who died, mm-hmm. Ricky or whatever, wasn't his mom kind of kind of cunty? It wasn't obvious why she was cunty. She's raising all these kids by herself from mad different baby fathers that left her. No. Like it's mad. I, I, it's I, I mad. feel like that's. Like, I feel like that's. Like, I feel like that's obvious. I feel like that I have watched that movie, so I have to watch it again. She's like. No, but I feel like that's. I don't get. I feel oh, like that's no. clear if you understand. And connect with different types of black women. Exactly. So right. that has nothing to do with the nineties movies right. or, or the portrayal. Explaining it or it not. has to do with, has to do with you, you and your, your preconceived notions, notions of black of women. What black ATL women are. is not doing anything new. Right. Is what I'm saying because mm-hmm. that that's why when you said it, I was like, huh? Because mm-hmm. nothing new was happening to for me. Are there. there not other films where you? I feel like. And and this is just anecdotal because I don't maybe I don't have a whole list of shit I don't know but I feel like I've seen black women portrayed in these films as either angry black woman uh, with a bad attitude who is a hindrance to whatever black man is in her life whether it be her children or her spouse or her boyfriend or whatever the fuck and then in that same movie it'll be some sort of angelic like queen what we call quote unquote queen type character. Um, like some Lauren Hill bitch. You know what I'm saying? I don't know those movies. Um, interesting. I feel like the backstory was always there. And just it was always there. Right, I don't, right, right. Whether you, you, you acknowledge it or not is something mm-hmm. else. But I feel like the story was, was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, to me anyways. Right. Because to me, watching ATL, nothing new is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't um, get it. I don't know. I feel like they give, I feel like they give his girlfriend character a little bit more backstory as to why she is so... Like, whatever nigga with him. But it makes sense because she's in proximity to him. What do you mean? Like, they're living in the same house. We're going to get her story. But if it was in an instance where maybe they weren't in the same house, do you think we would get her story? I don't know, but I feel like we've seen other films where the female counterpart is in close proximity to the main male character, and we don't get that much depth, I feel like. But I understand what you're saying as well as not seeing those characters in that way and grasping the 
the backstory that you're given, as opposed to coming in with a preconceived notion that we are a certain type of black people here in this house. And what you're seeing on TV is those other types of black people. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. But I did feel like, which was startling to me, I did feel like I was talking to somebody who wasn't saying, oh, wow, Atlanta is giving me so much more depth than I usually get, but saying, rather saying, oh, wow, Atlanta is explaining to me that there's more to the angry black woman than I, as a black woman, thought there was. And that was like, wait, what's happening right now? Yeah, because that's, that's... That's how it sounded. I think you should go to my Facebook and read that thread. Uh-huh. But she was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Da-da-da-da. Which, it, maybe I was reading too deep into it. I don't think so. But maybe I was. Uh-huh. I don't think I was. But I might have been. I don't think. I feel like as far as the black woman experience, there aren't a lot of... Um, there aren't, in comparison to movies where black men are protagonists, there aren't as many where black women are protagonists. So maybe that's why we don't follow the story as closely right. as we would another or whatever. But I feel like the context clues have always been there when I've seen these movies with black women who were like... That would be something that white supremacy does not allow black women, and that would be called the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. That's context clues and shit like that. That's something that you allow to people and characters that you acknowledge and consider as human. So if you're watching as somebody who has been highly affected by and consuming white supremacy mm-hmm. and someone who the only black people that you know are your black family, your black relatives, you know what I'm saying? Who may or may not be telling you we're a certain kind of black people and this is a different type of black yeah, people which, or whatever, yeah, I get then that. you're I'm not going to absorb yeah. all the context clues because that's something that you give a story benefit of the doubt. You give yeah. a story like, oh, they're saying this, these uh, clues, keyword being clues. Black folks are not afforded any type yeah, of clues. which is it's just fucking ridiculous. Face it's, value. It's just strange to... You watch movies all the time, yeah. and you you would take that shit in all the time, and you yeah. see other people do it and yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. but you can't do that when you see black characters. It's, mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing to me yeah. because... The art of story, the art of storytelling isn't nothing really new happens mm-hmm. like there's kind of like um the the whole show don't tell aspect and then within movies you have less time to get what you have to say out so right. you have to kind of show rather than explain everything all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. but like I don't know shit like that was just obvious to me right. but I don't know and I didn't I didn't um I don't know whatever everyone's mm-hmm. different yeah everyone is different like i said maybe i'm reading too much into this i'm not I'm you're not, not. I'm, i know i'm not I'm, I'm saying you're not because i, I, I i'm like when that's when you know. said that i'm like what i know she has how many baby fathers she's a single mother of how many yeah. kids living in poverty yeah. her son's a fucking thug mm-hmm. like you wouldn't be mad yeah yeah i would be pretty upset i would be mad I don't know. Whatever. That's your friend. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Speaking of uh, woman protagonists, can we talk about surviving motherfucking Compton, yo? Surviving Compton. If y'all didn't see this, we may spoil the shit out of this I have to spoil the shit out of it because it was just so much. Yeah, but you, I mean, I, I think we can spoil it and you can still watch it. It's on, um, 
you can watch Lifetime. it on Lifetime. You can also, if you have your cable login or somebody else's, you can log into the Lifetime. Lifetime website and see that shit. So Lifetime. Oh, <laughs> you always give it a map. All right, sorry. Yeah. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. <laughs> sorry. So what's crazy is me and Jay happened to kind of watch it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, were we doing hair at the same time, or is your hair already done? No, I was detangling. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was detangling. We can hair stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. We the can hair stuff. What is happening? Yo. So, Surviving Compton, for anybody who doesn't know, if you saw Stray Out of Compton, Surviving Compton is a story of Dr. Dre's uh, girlfriend during that time period. Michelle A. Michelle A., who's also a recording artist. I would say probably, I know Michelle A. as a recording artist and then later discovered that she was Dr. Dre's girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was happening. Right, right, But right. I was a kid, but I knew her song. I didn't, I didn't know any of that shit. I just knew the songs. I didn't know I knew people the songs. were attached to Yeah, them. <laughs> no, I knew the songs. I knew Michelle A. And then because I was in, you know, I'm into Google. I was doing my Googles before Google existed. Mm-hmm. So I knew that she was like connected to them and she was in some of like the videos or whatever whatever um yo what in the entire black what fuck, the yo? fuck what the fuck so we knew we knew that dr, dr. Dre. dre has a history of domestic, domestic violence and abuse and um that was like that's like a thing that's been in the air yes. ongoing everyone's heard it to yep. the point he has not um he has not really disputed that Publicly, he's, he's and maybe it's not, one of those things really. that he's never acknowledged. He, he, maybe that was he the apologized to all the women he hurt. He did apologize and a couple, a couple to all years the women ago. that he hurt um, uh, in tw- in 2015 during straight after straight out, yeah. out of Compton's release, and there were women. There were D Barnes who he, uh, he choked, beat up. Yes, because she asked a question. Yes, yes. She probably um, asked a question about Michelle. Probably, that's probably what it was. <laughs> that's probably what it was. Um, so there was a lot of backlash at the time of that for a number of reasons, but um, there was some backlash specifically surrounding Dr. Dre and his omission of all of the uh, women, women that he abused during that time and throughout yes. that time. And it's interesting watching, and I kind of felt like that too. Like there should be these are like major kind of key points in the story yeah. of things that happened and women that were around wow. and involved and you don't have to like I don't we don't necessarily I guess we could know a female character's name but I guess we don't have to as long as you say what the fuck you did and what happened like yes. how you leave, leave that out anyway so many moments were so key to I think um the story of NWA, they included all kind of other shit in there. I felt like there could have been some more inclusion of the women that yeah, were around. around. Not even around, apart. A part I of made, it, I made though. it like they were just... Michelle was a part of that fucking yes. story. Like, hard body. Like, there is no... I, I, it's amazing that they told that story without her completely. Yes. It's wild. It's crazy. It's wild fucking, fucking crazy. style. Because she probably would have sued because they would have been lying. They, they would have he would have had there's no way that he would have admitted to treating her the way he did. No. But I also feel like I don't know. They had they had they showed women in the studio 
But she was more than it's that. It's the studio. There be women in the studio. Right, right, right. I've been a girl in the studio. Right. I ain't going to be in nobody's film. No. It, no, <laughs> right, right. My character's not gonna have a name. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, so it was like, very it was interesting. Just, I don't know, but basically, he beats her ass the whole movie. He beats her ass the, the whole, whole movie. Movie, and even uh, we've seen other films where like people are beating some, or a man is beating somebody's ass the whole movie or whatever. So I feel like. She could have even made it worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she wanted to embellish, yeah. or if this was like a lie, or if I'm just getting, and it's Lifetime. You know, Lifetime gives no fucks. Yeah. She really could have gone in there and done yeah. whatever, whatever. But it, it seemed to me a very real account of somebody who's uh, surviving domestic violence. I feel like it's real because he hasn't even sued her. Like, I bet you. That she has held on to worse stories. She has so many fucking receipts. Yeah. Yeah. She has so many. Yeah. Like, she's on her, like, I wish a motherfucker would mm-hmm. sue me. She had, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just too many. It's just, it's just too much. It's too much. Like, there's one scene we did say we was going to spoil you something, so. Spoiler you know. alert again. This one scene, he fucking wakes her up with a beating. Wakes her up. Wakes yo. her up with a beating. Wakes her up. That's terrifying. Cause what? I don't know. And then if you listen to the show or past shows, you know that I have, I have a hard time grasping the whole. Um, not hard. I'm I'm a lot better at it now, but mm-hmm. I just have a very difficult time understanding the the cycle of domestic violence. Right. And like for me, it's like leave. But yeah. it's, I I understand now how hard it is to leave and how trapped these men make women feel who are in these situations. Mm-hmm. But watching this movie, it was just like you know you watch a horror movie and you're like, don't go upstairs, yeah. don't go in it there. It was just like that. I felt like that. It it was just it was just so much. And mm-hmm. I've never been in a physically abusive relationship, but I felt abused. Yeah. After watching that movie, yeah. like I was just like. Me and Jay were both like, yo, we see Dr. What? Dre on, on site. We are fucking on him up. On site, he gets an ass Remember in Long Down Dirty Shame when, um, what's her name? Jada Pickett's character yes. saw the, the soap yes. opera star and she <laughs> fucked him up. I feel like that's what's going to happen if I see Me Dr. Too. Dre. I don't Me care how too. small his muscles is. Me I feel too. like I'm going to fight him. Oh my gosh. I feel like yo. that's what's going to happen. Because he... Just uh, too much. Then too later much. on in her, her life, she was with Suge Knight, who... That's the other thing about this. Sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. right? But how do you leave the baby mama who was in the studio with you, who was a part of NWA, who was then a part of Death Row, not NWA, Ruthless Records, yeah. who was then a part of Death Row, who had a baby with you and then had a baby with Suge, how you leave that shit out of this movie about Ruthless Records, you, yes. Suge Knight, all of this. That is like come on, intricate man. shit. Come on. Like, come on. Come on, yo. Let's be for real. Yeah. Let's, yeah. yeah. Let's be for real. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot. And then to see her leave the relationship with Dr. Dre and then be with Suge Knight and he like basically had her in prison. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. all the years he was in prison, yeah. and then for her to, um, they do say that lots of women who leave abusive relationships go into other ones. Right. So it was right. just me seeing that, and mm-hmm. it was just like shit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I f- like 
She survived Compton because, yo, yo. What the fuck, yo? And she's such a tiny person. So small. It's always a tiny person getting their ass beat like that. That's... It's always some big motherfucker that wants to hit around a tiny person. It's, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. There's one scene, another spoiler, another scene where I guess Suge Knight slaps the shit out of her and breaks her jaw. Mm-hmm. And she's like eating out of a straw. And she's like, I can't leave him. Mm-mm. I can't. Oh, well, she was pregnant then. Yeah. 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 That's when you leave. Yeah. It was just a lot. It was yeah. just a lot. I'm glad she got out. I'm glad she got out alive because right. most women do not leave right. domestic violence situation alive. Mm-hmm. So I am grateful for that for yeah. her. I like that. Um, I like that it explored the dynamics of abuse and how... Because a lot of people's first question is, well, why didn't you leave? Why did you stay with yes. somebody to treat? So I like that they explored that whole... Um, story and how it could be possible for somebody to stay in a situation like that. I like that she was able to tell her story because so many women are judged for being victims of domestic abuse, being repeat victims. Um, So many women are judged for having children by multiple fathers. So many women are judged for dating men who know each other or have looked at each other other, or whose names have been on a piece of paper next to each other. Or who um, have ever seen each dating, other in a picture before dating or whatever. Dating men who are of a certain, um, I guess, reputation. Right, right. Or men with a certain amount of money. You know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of man you date. You get you get uh, a stigma around it. Right. Like, regardless, it doesn't matter what you right. dated. What if somebody would have been right. talking about her? I like some, I like, I liked that, I think it's rare that women like her get to tell their story. It's very in that rare. Way. Um, and so I like that that happened. I don't, I guess I'm in, not indifferent, but she, in the beginning of the movie, she said something about how, how hip hop abuses women. Yeah, I think, I think there was a lot of, she said it, there was a lot of things, there was a, a lot of language that was anti-rap, that yeah, was anti-hip hop, and, and I, she said if, like that she survived rap, and rap at that time was blah 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 um yeah and i thought that was a little bit narrow yeah i thought that was very narrow and it just seems like the narrative that the media has painted for hip right right and i think that because she was so deep in it and Mm -hmm. i think that because perhaps on the west coast that was rap you know what i'm saying like what they were doing was rap they were the ones rapping they were you know what i'm saying like she was a part of that um founding hip-hop on that coast Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so maybe um maybe somebody who was not into it that deep could look at it a little bit broader i don't know I, I don't know. It was weird because it was like I feel like anyone in hip hop like, knows that it's so many different things. Yeah, or then when she tried to like address, I guess maybe some of the misogyny in hip hop mm-hmm. that those things were weird. Like when she was like, "If Easy E told," a, I forgot she said some line like Easy E's lines was just so dope that I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. horribly, mm-hmm. but like if he said slap a hoe in the face you would just slap a hoe in the face it that didn't go over. i understood what she was trying to say but it didn't go over it didn't go over yeah, it didn't. she was basically trying to say how we or a lot of women a lot of sensible women different kinds of women can enjoy music that is uh whose lyrics are degrading to women mm-hmm. in some way 
um, that we can still enjoy that music in spite of that message. Yeah, and still... because but it's like, which I get. Right. But as that's what women do as we live, period, in life. Yes. So I don't yes. get why it had to be some like, this this, this, this is the special thing that these hip-hop women have to differentiate. That's, right. That is existing as a woman. That's, yeah. I think <laughs> that that's is how those, we exist. I think that's one of those things that so people don't did... acknowledge in the same way that people don't acknowledge white supremacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm so saying? Like... So you don't, you don't acknowledge that all women, we're all living the same way that black folks learn to speak multiple languages. Yes. Like I could speak how we code switch. Yes. Women, women code yes. switch all, all the time. Time. So when she did, I was just like, "What? What? What are you right, talking about? Right. Am I not supposed to enjoy this music that I grew up with because this guy's been calling me a bitch since I was fourteen? Yeah, 13 and I live years in a world that that calls me a bitch. You know, I, I have to learn how right. to still live and right. still live life and like things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if if women didn't like everything because of the degradation involved, we would have nothing right to do because we right. know the world hates women. Right. <laughs> like. That's why I'm losing all my friends, that yo. Was... My tolerance, my tolerance for their fucking white supremacy and their misogynoirist fucking bullshit. I'm gonna, yo, in like six months, I'm not gonna have any friends, yo. Aww. It's getting very hard because I, I don't, I don't want to live like that in my friend spaces. I don't want to hear their bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking. I just, I, my tolerance is mad low, and I need these friends. I'm getting to be an old lady. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm getting you older. Got Hennessy's gonna die well before, <laughs> well before uh, I get you know yeah, true. I get old, yo. True. So I don't know. Hopefully, I'll make some new woke friends. I for real, legit, am like losing all of my people. I can't. I mean, I'm cool with it, but you know, you gotta keep some people around. I guess. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. Um. So watch Surviving Compton yeah. if you haven't already. You have... And it made me think about how many women. How many women that are connected to popular men that we know, how many of those women have had the same story and experience and have not been able to tell, tell that story? Tell story. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's sad. Um, but we have talked mad shit, and we want to... Let you get into the rest of our... Part two of our... Yes. ...interview with... with... Bad Dominicana, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Zahira Kelly. Um... Yeah, we want you to check that out. It's more discussion and less interview. We included the whole interview in the last episode. So go back and check out episode 75 and then listen to this extra stuff. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Get into it. Go ahead. If you want some. Do you want more water? No, I'm cool water. Work. Does your thing work? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get one. We're going to get one. Because legit, I spiraled into depression because I had cold water the last time. <laughs> Like that was all that was holding me together. I was looking forward. Yeah. To, I was like, I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna have some tea. Right. It's gonna be yeah. great. And my shit was mad tepid, and I wanted. What's to your sign? Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I was about to be like, Are you a Cancer or something? When are Cancer? When is that? July. Oh, because my daughter's like that. You know, she yeah. like any old thing. She's like, That's it. I'm dying. It's the end of the world. <laughs> I don't got no water. That's I can't do anything. Right. right. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was like, it's going to be all messed up. It's all messed up. Conscious was in here before you came. He he asked me something. I was like, listen, I can't think about anything but this water. 
It's gonna be all messed up now. I don't know, but we survived it. I cried in the episode, but it's okay. Um, she cries in a lot of episodes. I do, I do. I'm gonna go back and listen. She's and always on the brink of tears. That's true. Yo. Like That's true. It hasn't stopped. Well, we still got time today. Okay. <laughs> still time. I love that though. Sensitive yeah. black girls. We're sensitive. We feel. Yes. Yeah, which yes. is like yes. yeah. Yes. We feel, so goddamn it. Exactly. That's right, that's right. And I feel like that's like a thing that I've like really noticed, like, you know, as I get older, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like men should be delicate, but it's like everybody, everybody has issues being delicate with black girls, yeah. even yeah. other black girls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Other black girls will be rough as hell with you yeah. because yeah. people are rough as hell with yeah. them and it's yeah. just like, we do it to each other. Everybody does it to us. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's crazy. Like my last relationship was like that. Like we actually met on Twitter, Twitter. So he like knew my Twitter personality. Then we became friends. And then we started dating or whatever. And then when I started to require things like sensitivity and being delicate and right. all of this stuff, it became too much for him because he was like, but you're so strong. Yeah. And you're so it's this. Like we're human though. And like, I'm like, yeah, but like mm-hmm. I'm, my feelings get hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have bad days. Sometimes I'm not a huge crier, but sometimes I feel like I need to cry. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you're my partner, you're who I should feel safe with these vulnerabilities with. And from him, I learned that if a man can't handle my vulnerabilities, then fuck him. Yeah. But before that, I didn't know that. I just thought, like, men, so men just so don't important. get it. Men yep. don't, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, if you can't handle, if I can't trust you with my vulnerabilities, then you don't need to even. That's how that. I feel about people in general. Like, my yeah. relationships, even with, like, friendships, it's like, if you don't know how to handle vulnerability, like, what mm-hmm. are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, we're all human. And that, yeah. that needs to be, like, a thing that you have to have. Like, otherwise... Mm-hmm. How are you gonna have a relationship of any sort? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. we feel okay, mm-hmm. and it's sad that we have to explain that we're, yeah, we feel like exactly. what do you think we are? Like mm-hmm. we're people. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, I actually that had that. In, I had that in friendships too, though. Like mm-hmm. where because I'm so strong and right. I'm so like I guess um, aggressive or abrasive, mm-hmm, or it's like mm-hmm. when I voice something being wrong, it's like. What? Yeah. It's like what? What do you? Things can happen wrong for you, or like life can affect you, like Mm -hmm. for real. And it's those people aren't in my life anymore. But that's when I started to realize that maybe I should be more vocal about these things, so Mm -hmm. that people can remember that I'm not just this one strong black woman thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I have two friendships that I dropped because of that. And I feel better for it. Bitches. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel no. better for it. So, we, last week, um, Queen posed a question to some of our white women listeners about the... I'll say you it. go ahead. Thank you. Sorry. Um, I basically asked our white women listeners, how do they feel about... Um, being used as a tool to um, oppress other people or to be used as a tool to help fuel um, patriarchy and white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly in the United States because that's just my experience, but right. you can see that oh, everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, how does that make you feel? Do you even know that exists? Do right. you even understand that you're being used for an object for that mm-hmm. um, by white men? Like, what is that for you? Right. So we actually had a, a woman who replied. Right, right. Before who, you, sorry, before you get to the letter, just for anybody who didn't listen last, last week, we were talking about, I think, the... Um, 
the film 13th. Yes. It's on Netflix right now. Yeah. And just how uh, white women's sexuality and their bodies have been used as this thing that's like placed on this pedestal. Yeah. And um, like, we, have I mean, to save, we have to save them from it. It's not just that yeah, they're yeah, used. Yeah. I mean, they're completely mm-hmm. like into it. Yeah. We, we, too, we right. talked about mm-hmm. that also. Mm-hmm. But like, excuse me, mm-hmm. for the women who, the white women who listen to this podcast, they actually, I'm sure that they have an understanding of womanism. Right. Otherwise, they would be, yeah. yeah. So it was like, let me ask these white women what that, you know, what that Mm -hmm. is. How does that Mm -hmm. represent in your life and, you know, whatever. So we had one woman reply um, to that in a very nice long email. Um, So we decided to read the letter. Mm -hmm. My bad. So um, here it goes. Dear Queen and Jay, I was listening to your most recent podcast and you brought up how white women are used as objects by white men to oppress other men and render invisible other women. You asked if we noticed and and it we asked if we noticed it and how we felt about it. My it was, okay. My awareness of race and gender is so entwined with black feminism and womanism, despite being a white woman, that I have no idea if I would have noticed this without them pointing it out. I am aware of it now, but I owe most of that. I'm, I owe most of what I know to women like Pamela, Pamela Merritt and Corinthia and Black Amazon, often while they were disagreeing with coalition of white feminists like Feministi and Patagon, who either focus on white feminism alone or engage in a racist feminism. Now that I see it and can't unsee it, but I think the white woman feminism is often its own thing and that when white feminists only talk to each other, we disregard other axes of discrimination way too easily. There are a bunch of ways in which white women are used as rhetorical tool while other humanity is denied, but I think it's also important to remember that white women have used people of color in a variety of ways to try to in, to try to try to elevate ourselves. For example, the suffrage argument that white women's votes would be of a higher value to white men than the votes of black men, ignoring that black women exist. While white women, while white men and some white women gain leverage through portraying white women as innocent pawns or objects of pure virtue, the pedestal can be as much of a prison as the pit. This self-narrative also reinforces white privilege for we white women and serves as a cover for us to support the degradation of others while decrying our own disadvantages. Handy when you want to be hypocritical. I don't know how much of this is conscious. Recently, I've been dwelling at length on my own awareness of racism. I was raised a colorblind racist and I learned to be better, but I'm hardly advanced. And I personally always had the sense that something was wrong, that I was missing something, that there was some current, uh, that there was some current of knowledge and information denied me, which explained the behavior of others more completely. It also became more obvious to me that my awareness that something was missing is fairly unusual. Other people don't seem to have sought out finding out what other people think of the world in quite the way I did. That being said, often the racism of white feminists is so blindly egregious that their defensiveness of it is so similar to the defensiveness of men being confronted by sexism that it seems hard for me to believe they can't be aware of it on some level. We make bingo cards out of this shit after all. As for how I feel about it, it makes me feel livid and helpless all at once. The irony is that while white men write fanciful stories about protecting women, about protecting white women from men of color, we f- we are far more at risk for those 
We are far more at risk from those self-same white men who want to control and use us. They blind us, they build up these elaborate fantasies, and when we don't play into them, their anger is as likely to be aimed at us as it is other people. We are handier, after all. It pisses me off that white men go on at length about rape in other countries while denying white men rape white women, like, a lot. Thanks for the not help, assholes. Um, two more paragraphs. Almost done, almost done. Um, she's going in, though. Yeah, she's like, really, I'm here like. for it. <laughs> All right, where am I? They are also just as likely to try to use women of color against us, too. It's not about something actually being moral, it's about shoring up their defense so that they are unassailable as possible. A lot of white men will criticize white feminists for bringing up sexism while comparing us to women in Afghanistan or Iran. Not only are they ignorant of the feminist movements in both countries, and not only does this enforce white burden colonialist narratives, but it also sets up a hierarchy of suffering and hides that very real inequalities of women here, which includes being raped and murdered by our family members like women elsewhere, as well as, as well as hiding that women in Afghanistan don't like sexual harassment either. In brief, the whole situation sucks, and not enough white women pay attention so that we can support women of color instead of sucking up the white men as we seek power. I have no idea if this gives you any hope or not, or if I've typed out five paragraphs of stuff you already know, but I wanted to let you let you know I hear you. Thanks so much for your awesome po podcast. It's one of my favorites. Best wishes. Um, anonymous, because we decided to keep her anonymous. But that shit was long. It was good, though. <laughs> it was long, but I like that. Obviously, as she was writing it, she was navigating us through this thought. This, right. conf it's, it's, I guess, confusion mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. um, but I appreciated an answer, mm -hmm. at the very least, because a lot of times I don't feel like... Um, one, I don't hear that question asked enough. Right. I don't even hear that ask, question asked mm -hmm. um, of how they acknowledge how, whether they, because they, they benefit from it, but right. whether or not they even know that they're used as a tool for that, mm -hmm. whether they benefit from it or not or whatever. Yeah. So that yeah. was cool. I appreciate it. And I appreciate her being vulnerable in her response. Yeah. And kind of acknowledging that it's something that she's both thought about and not thought about kind yeah. of had a convenience mm -hmm. have that privilege of not having to really think about it um yeah and, and i appreciate that answer as well honestly sometimes i just want motherfuckers to be like you know what nah i never thought about that shit, yeah bro. and that's thanks for bringing it up exactly you know um but yeah i really really appreciate that letter i read it like twice mm -hmm. which is a lot for me i mean I that's said I don't like to read honest it. of her however i don't think it's the norm Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yes. Women are not writing stuff like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> at all. At true all. that. True yeah, that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. thanks for like the basic understanding. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's definitely. She's definitely a part of a small group of people who listen to our show. Mm -hmm. She's a part of the group of. Uh, I hate to say this, but the group of what we have to find a new. Oh, our woke white fam? Yeah, yeah. Our woke white fam that listens <laughs> or whatever. So we know this is not like a typical, like, everyday white woman kind mm -hmm. of response to yeah, this. Yeah. It's not a white feminist response to At it. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely appreciate that, CK. No, I was just going to say, whenever, like, this happens, like, woke white friends and shit mm -hmm. say yeah. shit, I'd be like, 
but are you saying this to your people though? Like yeah. that's always my yes. follow. Right. Yes. Right. So I would yes. like to just right. ask for maybe her next letter. Just mm-hmm. are you telling your people, people though, this. and not right. your other woke white fams? Like, but you're like aunt and your moms. That's fucking still racist. Them niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them niggas. Because that's what needs. Because really I don't need it. to hear this shit. Yeah. I already know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, we did ask every time yes. I asked it online, mm-hmm. no, nobody answered. Silence. Because right. because it's because they scared though. Because they're scared yeah. and they're yeah. still white. It's comfortable to yeah. not say yeah. anything Yeah, they're still white, and they could talk to us about these things because we're kind of always talking about these things because these things always affect us. Whereas them, they can. It's a conversation, and then yeah. that might just be what it is. It's mm-hmm. a conversation because mm-hmm. they don't have to experience the way right. that we mm-hmm. right. I'm asking, it. and I want a definitive answer to any of your woke white fam mm-hmm. that will fucking reply. Yeah, yes. holler woke mm-hmm. white fam. We want an answer to that question. Like CC when it, our show, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I yell too much, so there's it's cool. They don't. It's cool. It's oh, cool. Hit us, hit us though. Hit us with a time. I guess you can tell us uh, a time when you have or a time when you will. Um, I guess talk about issues like this to your maybe level one woke white fam or your not woke at all white fam or your fucking racist grandma bitch who's still <laughs> spitting in the face of the lady in the behind the register at her local supermarket or whatever. That Man, bitch. Old white ladies are so racist. Oh my oh, God. Yes. Old white ladies. They be on it. They be, be you know what? Little it. Hennessy, my dog, she pooped and I had the little I had the little baggies mm-hmm. on her leash, yeah. but they had run out and I forgot or whatever. So her poop is there and I'm standing and I was looking around to like different people to see if they had a bag. And as I was going to this group of two women to see, hey, you know, I saw somebody had a paper towel or tissue. I was like, hey, can I get your tissue? This fucking old bitch with a shopping cart, old white lady, intercepts me and she's like, you know, you're supposed to pick that up. I said, yes, bitch. I ju- I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still I here with the poop. It. I'm going to ask, do you have a fucking tissue? And then she scrambled away. No. <laughs> like, you know, I'm melting. I'm melting. I'm clearly like if any, any, any human, right. Who was reading my body language, it was clear that I was, was scrambling for to, something to yeah. do. Like I wasn't leaving it. I was still in the area, but of course I'm not a human bitch. No. I'm a fucking nigger bitch. So she just saw some nigger bitch who left some fucking dog poop in her, in her neighborhood, in yes, her upper east side, you fucking old bitch. Anyway. <laughs> and houses do not fall on them. That's tragic. Right? <laughs> right? Shit, That's yo. what's tragic, that they don't that actually is tragic. fall on them. I would read like 10 stories about houses falling on old white bitches. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be fan fiction on that hey, shit, yo. Hey, With a they, different variety. They have to be sticking out from under. They so. have to. They have to. And I want to see different the kinds visual. of shoes. I want to see those shoes with all the toes that they like to wear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see those st- those sandals that the old ladies wear with the straps, the Tebos fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I want to see... I need imagery like that, yo. I, just, I deserve Crocs. it. Crocs. Crocs. I've earned Crocs. it. Shit, that's right. There'll be some duck boots. I want to see a little shopping cart wheels. Like, on the <laughs> this, this old lady shit. A cane. Oh, my God. Anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. But yeah, that bitch. Talk, talk to that bitch at your fucking next holiday, okay? And oh break goodness. her down for a second. That's hilarious. God damn, yo. But I really did appreciate that letter. I thought it was great. It was also cool because we have woke white fam. And like I said, we think that only like... 
18 people listen to this show. Yeah. And so, like, if I don't know your name already, this was like a letter from some random woke white fan. I was like, yeah, Wait not man. our, like, not our, not our regulars that we hear from, like, on Twitter and Facebook and shit. I was like, oh shit, this is, there's like other people listening to this, yo. <laughs> this is bananas. <laughs> It's bananas. Sorry, I take that back. Don't go <laughs> into bananas. don't go into Ashanti mode. It's bananas. I hate that. I hate it's bananas. That. You don't remember when Ashanti was calling everything bananas? It's bananas. All the time? I hate oh everything. Oh my god, Ashanti ja rule. This is so bananas. It's bananas. Like, oh, it was so annoying. It's bananas. That was an annoying time. And my favorite part about Ashanti is like how she recently came out. Like there's this what? photo of her with Ja Rule, and it looks like they're cosplaying like as Beyonce and Jay. <laughs> 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 I think Ashanti is always cosplaying as fucking Beyonce. <laughs> always. She's just, never I living like, up to her potential. Y'all are not oh on the God. run. Not, they're not, they're not on, on the, the run. run they're not all. on the level. They don't have the range. Okay. <laughs> at all. They are not them bitches. At all. They are not. They are I'm not. not. Always there when you call. <laughs> they're not here. It, you know, it's bananas. Like, how not here they are. How did are. that happen? I have no I idea. I don't know how Ashanti happened. I don't know how I'm she happened either. She was light skinned black. You're right. And I she had so. them sideburns. That's what it was. It was I hated those sideburns. Yeah, it was the Aaliyah gap. It was the Aaliyah gap. So they she were got rid of those after a while. Though, people light. talked about yeah, them. So sideburns much. so yeah. much. And I feel some kind of way. I got sideburns. Okay? Your sideburns are epic too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't, wow. I don't remember she was like the princess of R&B. How? How did that happen? How? <laughs> no, but she can't R because, or B. <laughs> because you could just come out and call yourself that. Yes. Yes. That's, why That's exactly that. what that was. Oh my God. Like princess. I don't know. Yeah, that was strange. That video was popping though. Her first single. But she's the one who started this fucking... To me, anyway, you know how you was either a vocalist, mm-hmm. or if you weren't like a vocalist, you was like a Janet, so you really knew how to dance. Right, and you were like an entertainer like Sierra's yes, an entertainer. I exactly. Would say. Ashante started the I can't sing, can't dance movement. Oh. Like, <laughs> and, and, I, I just I have can, good baby hair. Yeah, like my edges are laid. That's my skill. That's what, that's what I'm selling. It's I'm edges. ambiguously yeah. black. I'm my edges are laid. Musicians arguing with me about this, talking about oh. she sings, she sings a lot better in her demos, and oh, I'm like. That, you, that, that, you know, that doesn't make it sense. Doesn't. It doesn't. How are you going to sing good at in the all. demos that you sent other Who people, but not in your actual but song? No. I don't believe you. I don't you nobody does. What nobody producer's going to be like, you sound great. <laughs> Dumb that down. Like, the, who is going the, to? Yeah. You sound amazing. <laughs> Give me a little less. Notch. Take it Like, Take come it on. No, that's not how that goes. Oh, man. Good luck, Ashanti. Yeah, and your bananas. Bananas. Sorry, Ashanti. Sorry. Every time I talk shit about like celebs, mm-hmm. you know, like there's always the off chance that they're gonna tweet me and be like, "The fuck you talk about, yes. bitch." <laughs> yes. And like yes. I'm just always like, I hope I never meet any of y'all. <laughs> and then you don't. I hope that you don't search my tweets that for your name so and see all the funny. shit that I talked about. That is funny. <laughs> the way Alicia Keys gonna hate my ass. We are all dead to Alicia Keys. We all make fun of her. We are all dead to her, yo. She doesn't fuck with any of us. And I feel like I feel. I feel like all four of us, if things keep going the way they are, we're gonna run into that bitch. <laughs> we're going to run into Alicia Keys, yo. Well, you know my personality. She's not gonna fuck with us. Yeah, I said it. And then, <laughs> and then we're gonna have the Chrissy Teigen face, though. This is awkward. You're right. <laughs> we gonna meet fucking Swiss Beats in the Bronx. Oh, you're right. Busy co-opting right. shit. Yeah. He's gonna come out with a stool so you're she right. can stand on. <laughs> <laughs> <the fucking> piano. <laughs> 
fuck. Now I'm on the record. <laughs> oh my god. We need to stop doing like, that. Did y'all like, hear about how after shit to after stop playing all the fucking this like hullabaloo about I don't wear makeup. Oh my god. I don't wear makeup. Yes. I don't yeah. wear makeup. This girl makeup artist came out and I said, said that bitch wear makeup. She wears makeup. She wear new makeup. Don't yeah. listen to her. What? Enhances her freckles. Dude. And all of that. This is why she's so extra. This is why she's problematic, yo. Cuz just fucking shut the fuck up and do you. Well, People look. are going to notice that you're wearing less makeup and talk about it because you're at least. It's because Keys. nobody was listening to her sing anymore. So she had to make right. like a, a thing. Because she for doesn't us to sing anymore. She chants. She's Fire! <laughs> she's a chanter. You know, that girl is a chant. I haven't. Yeah. Like, uh, just I've just never trusted she her. Can't. She came out with them backwards cornrows. I was like, nope, I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't those, trust it. Those, those were the side eye words. They're what? Hats. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Nigga came out with a fedora line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the backwards cornrows. Like, I didn't understand she's that. Yeah, I just. This is going to cement it. We're all going to meet her tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Then she did that All Lives Matter bullshit on fucking Empire. Yeah. That fucking bullshit ass what? All Lives Matter. It was one of those. It was yeah. a part of a character. She literally said, I matter. You matter. We <laughs> matter. I was like, you know what, bitch? You that's this, not. This that's not stop watching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's been dead to me for a while. But we love you, girl. You still, you know. I, I'm, like I Keep said. Keep shrieking. Sister. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's had songs I like, but since that backwards corn roll, I've had I trust she can't be her. trusted. I was I didn't understand why she had to. <laughs> I did not trust it. No. And her, I don't know. I just, you know, my yeah. issues with Alicia yeah, I just don't trust your backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you? They yeah. don't go that way. They don't go that way. We don't do that. I don't no. know what you, what are you what dare revolution you. you're trying to start. No. We don't do that with our cornrows. No. <laughs> it was wrong. It was a violation. Never was into that. Um that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready for news that's not news? Yes. Do you need a minute? <laughs> <laughs> no, Alicia lives in the pit. I think we might have threw her in for that I matter, you matter bullshit, yo. Maybe, I don't know. But, don't know. yeah, she lives in the pit, yo. Well. So, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Y'all amazing listeners. Amaze balls. Hope you enjoyed that snippet mm-hmm. of us. Yep. Chatty, chatty. Chatting. Um, <laughs> um, make sure you follow us on our social media. That's T with QJ and on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. On Facebook, we are T with, with Queen, Queen and J. On Tumblr, Tumblr, we are T with, with Queen and J. Our website is T with Queen and J. You can email us at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And, and, and don't forget that PayPal link. Don't That's forget right. that donate button. Um, right. Please contribute to the growth of this show. We will appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Wait, um, um, make sure else? you um, rate us on iTunes. We haven't gotten an iTunes rating in a while, and it's kind of hurting my feelings oh, man. a little bit. I mean, my feelings about it. I we went don't want you sad. I went into the reviews, and I was like, I haven't seen a new one in a while. So. We don't want sadness. Tell us you love us. We would like that, yo. Pinky's yeah. up to everybody um, chatting us up on SoundCloud as usual. We appreciate that. Lots of loves on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, SoundCloud is beating iTunes on the love. I'm going just, to just have to say that Yeah, right no, now. SoundCloud is pretty lit with the love. I'm going to say that Our right Twitter now. is pretty lit with the love. Yes, Twitter is pretty lit with the love. Facebook is actually, too. Mm-hmm. They come through. Yeah, every place comes. except for our iTunes, yo. Yeah. 
hit us and that helps us to uh, show up when people are looking for cool shit to listen to. Yes. And it helps the show grow and it helps us do more shit, yo. Yes. Because that's what we want to do. do more we want to do more shit. We want to talk to more people and we want to be able to afford the tea bags that Word. we buy as we uh, sit here and talk yeah. shit over One tea. One day yo. we're going to be drink- sitting here drinking hot water because we don't have Again. Bags. Again. I almost had hot water for breakfast and lunch today, yo. It's hard. It is. It's hard out here. It's hard out here, yo. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh, Next week. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Black Dogs Matter. Hennessy's black. Black Dogs Matter. Hennessy is a little black dog. Oh, my gosh. She's sleeping now. (laughs) She's so cute, even though she tried to ruin the show. All right. Bye, guys. Love ya. Now, the other thing is, I think there's something very dangerous that happens when we look at the violation of women's bodies, women's, the, the theft of women's labor, and we say that the primary problem with it was that it emasculated men. So a woman is raped, and the biggest problem is that it creates some sort of feeling for her, her male spouse. Now, I'm not suggesting that the abuse of women's bodies isn't very painful for their beloveds, but it is just as p- painful for their sisters as it is for their spouses. And so part of the problem is that we end up with this, you know, the scene in Crash where the woman, the, the wife is is digitally raped on, on screen. But the thing we're not, we're supposed to be worried about is not her experience of being violated by this police officer. We're supposed to be worried about her husband's feelings about not being able to protect his woman. So I want to be really careful because what it leads us to do is to think that the primary problem in the violation and victimization of women's bodies isn't women, it's what it somehow does to men. Now, part of then then that I think is a problem is that we then define manhood so narrowly. So a man is only someone who can physically push back, fight back, and protect their women. So what happens in the context of the story of I know why the cage bird sings, Maya Angelou as a little girl is violated and raped, but that is not why she stops speaking. She stops speaking because she tells her uncles. And her uncles go and murder her rapist. And she stops speaking because she says, I believe that if I spoke, people died. So in this great desire to go out and protect their woman and do this thing and show their manhood, they violate her humanity by making her feel not only like a survivor of this horrifying sexual assault, but they almost take Maya Angelou's voice, not only from her, but from all of us for all of time, because they were all geeked up on their manhood and not worried about what an eight-year-old girl might have needed in that moment that wasn't about the perpetuation of additional violence. So if we continue to talk about the only thing that can give men their manhood is their capacity to do violence in the name of women who presumably belong to them because they are part of the same racial group, then we create an international system of violence.